Welcome back. Welcome back. It is your man Hendo here, and this is the Rogue Pod. This is a channel where it is a safe space to speak sports, give your opinions, talk about anything you want to talk about without being judged. This is a channel where we talk sports with friends and family. Families sometimes fight, they argue, but we all remain under that same umbrella of sports. Now, as long as you're here, give your opinion, but make sure you do it respectfully, because one thing we do not tolerate around here is disrespect. So let's get into it, you know. Let's jump into the week that was in this interesting sports world. So uh, I'm pretty excited. So if you haven't heard, it's a lot of things going on with the Baltimore Ravens and my Golden State Warriors. Never mind to the Los Angeles Lakers. It's all about the Warriors today. So let's jump into it and see who we got in here. Of course, as always, first one. My man, Brandon Bozell, what's going on, B? Thank you for dropping by. Shug, he says, interesting. What is so interesting about this? Sunday night, that's what we do. We stream. We also got my baby girl, Jasmine, here. What's going on? Ferris McDonald, what's up? Thank you for dropping by the channel. Uh, you know, I'm a little under the weather, but I had to come in here and give a couple thoughts on a few things, you know, get things popping, ready for the season. You know, get back in that rhythm of streaming on Sunday nights each and every week. We got Mom's Talking Ish podcast. What's going on, Stacy? Appreciate you for dropping by. Daniel Franklin's in the house. What's going on? My man, KTSE with Justin P. Make sure you go over, check out his channel. No, first, we will not do any disrespect over here. It's, I take that back. If we're disrespecting you, we good. If it's anybody else, it shall not be tolerated. You got Darrell Gray in the house. What's going on, Rel? You got a channel that you need to tend to, just to let you know. As people are looking around in that Discord for some financial literacy. So whenever you get a chance, no biggie, no rush. Just make sure you hop through. Jeremy Miller's in the house. What's going on? Living legend. How you doing? Appreciate you for stopping by, hanging out with little old me for a little bit. Yolanda B's in the house. I don't see her anywhere near the stream, so I'm just going to take it that you're busy. My man said, Lamar better get us a chip. Listen, I have really never said this before since Lamar has been the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, but I am confident within the next year to three, we are going to get a Super Bowl or two. He promised us that, and I believe him. When he said, I'm going to bring Baltimore a championship, I felt that in my heart. I felt it in my soul. Lenny Beeson, what's going on? Yes, Ferris. What the heck? Disrespect to you all day long. All right, so we're not going to be here too long. So let's, uh, Darrell, in the Discord, your channel, 
the channel is named after you in the Discord. You know, it's people waiting around to find out how to do marketing, how to sell throughout the web, you know, what your specialty is, what you do. It's people waiting on you, bruh. But like I said, take your time, do what you're going to do. So let's jump into this content real quick so we can get up out of here. I don't think there's anything going on tonight, any sports, because, you know, baseball doesn't really count too much. MDT Sports, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? Make sure you check out MT MDT Sports. Yes, sir. Go Dubs. You see, do you see the background? You see what it says? My man, 50 points. But we'll talk about that later. So first topic we're going to jump into. We're going to get into this Lamar Jackson extension. Lamar Jackson signed a five-year extension worth $260 million, $185 million guaranteed. Now, I know there are a lot of people out there that felt like this is a long time coming. They felt like he wanted some guaranteed money. We never really fully heard him ask for it. So I don't know why people wanted to ride with that narrative, but to disparage this young man, make him look bad, make him look greedy. But he signed for what he signed for. Um, there was an article in the Baltimore Sun today where a bunch of people spoke and said, they felt like he was greedy. He didn't deserve this money. What has he done to earn this sizable contract? Now, in my personal opinion, he's done everything. So in the five years, well, the four years that he's actually been starting for a full season, he has been the Baltimore Ravens' leading passer and the leading rusher for the team. He has, he has willed us to wins that we probably would not have gotten with another quarterback, being that we have certain weapons on our team that may not have made another NFL roster. So, I was extremely excited. I thought he was gone, to be honest with you. It was quiet for a minute, but then they came back with this extension. This extension also frees up a little bit of money. The details, I'm not for certain yet, so I don't know how much has been freed up, but he no longer counts $32 million on the books for this season, which allows us to go out and sign other free agents, which we desperately need, probably a cornerback. So let me know how y'all feel. Oh, gosh. Let me know how y'all feel about this extension. Was it well-deserved? You know, should he have taken last year? Should he have signed before? Let me know. First, nobody cares that hockey's on. Bro, you know, I have no problems with saying anything that's on my chest. I don't mind hurting feelings. So is something you want to discuss? Let's discuss it. But like I said, let me know if you feel like he deserved this extension, which I fully felt that he deserved all of that and some. And the people say that he didn't need to get as much money as he did. Now, I want these same people to keep that same energy when Justin Herbert, when Joe Burrow, when they signed their extensions and being that they're of a lighter hue, it's going to be no repercussions. They're going to state how one went to a Super Bowl and one has set all rookie passing records or, or passing records in his first three years, so to speak. But they're not going to speak about wins and losses when it comes to the teammates that they had to play with. Justin Burrow, offensively, they're stacked. They make up for a lot of deficiencies on the defensive end. Herbert, he throws for a lot of yards, but he doesn't get wins. He's finally made the playoffs this last past season, but they lost. They went up by 28 points. He couldn't get them another three points to secure the win, and they lost. So when you speak about Lamar, you speak about his one-and-three playoff record, make sure you keep that in mind. Herbert's 0-1. He's made it one time. Every season Lamar has been healthy, he's made it to the playoffs. So you can miss me with that one. <laughs> you have the copyrights to that slogan? All right, well, you show me that paperwork, bro. 
I'll make sure that I stop using it. Daniel Franklin says, he deserves every cent, and he's here for five years. Glad it's settled. Let's get it. Well, let, let's let's hope that he's here for five years and longer. Most of us know that this five-year extension is probably going to be a three-year extension, and they're going to go back to the table in another three years and renegotiate maybe for more money for something else, try to get some cap relief because the number's probably going to be a lot, lot bigger when they hit that three-year mark. MDT says, well-deserved, but he should he should go more than Kyler Murray. He should go $195 million. Listen, maybe the guaranteed money was not what's most important to him. I know all offseason long we've heard this is all he wanted, wasn't fully guaranteed. He wanted more than what Deshaun Jackson, I mean, Deshaun Watson got, but no one can prove that that is necessarily true. He is, by definition right now, the highest paid player in NFL history at $52 million a year. So listen, I mean, I get the guaranteed money, but I'm making $52 million a year. So I think that is something that he can be happy with. What's going on, Brian? Thank you for driving by the channel. Make sure if you have not, go over to Lunch Break Hot Take, subscribe, and check out the homies. Dope, dope content. If you like this, they'll give you it 10 times better. Jeremy Miller says, I feel like once he saw the Jalen Hurts deal, he pressured the Ravens to pay him even more. Well, some speculate that they waited and used the Jalen Hurts deal as a precursor for what the Ravens were to pay him. So I don't know how true that is, but Listen, it's done. It's something I don't have to worry about. That part is set up. So now we can go chase this championship. KTSC says, I'm glad EDC went out and got him some weapons. Well, listen, that is something that has been a conversation of, did EDC go out and get him some weapons or did Lamar demand these weapons before he would resign with this team? You know, I don't, listen, I give him credit. He got the deals done. But if Lamar hadn't stepped on his neck, so to speak, and said, hey, I want these pieces or else I'm out of here, would EDC have gone and made the subsequent moves that he did without that pressure from his star QB? I don't know. So I'm only going to give him partial credit, but hopefully this is a philosophical change in the organization and how we do things. And that's what has me very excited. This defense, adequate, maybe even more above adequate. But now we have an offense possibly on paper that can go out and score and keep up with these other teams. And a lot of this is dependent upon uh, Odell Beckham Jr. So we got to see what he has left in the tank, if he can stay healthy for a full season, if Rashad Bateman can stay healthy for a full season, if Nelson Aguilar has hit the jugs machine and learn how to catch. Now, I know there's been speculation from a lot of Ravens fans that Devin DuVernay is a better receiver than Nelson Aguilar. But if you look statistically, it's not even close. Now, DuVernay is an all is an all pro Pro Bowl wide, uh, return man, but as far as wide receiver goes, he's mostly a gadget play guy. He can't track the ball down the field. So, you know, I'll put my money on Nelson Aguilar. Rody Castle says deserve, but the time it was definitely surprising. Post draft might not have bode well in terms of interest. Purdy effect. I mean, that's quite possible, but. Also, you have to look into the fact that if the Ravens had kind of pussyfooted around and waited till after the draft, that gave teams the opportunity that had first-round picks next year that didn't have first-round picks this year to actually jump into the fray and offer Lamar a contract. So I think it was smarter than to get it done before the draft. 
also, if you get that deal done, you know what you need to do going into the draft because if they had not resigned Lamar, I do not think that the first-round pick that we chose would have been the first-round pick that we chose. We'd have probably went in a whole nother direction. Michael Brown says, the Ravens are lucky he missed 11 games the last two seasons. I feel he's still worth more than that, but it's finally over. And this is factually correct. If Lamar had never had gotten hurt, they would have been in a bidding war. You know, the kind of rap on Lamar is his play style gets him hurt and he can't finish seasons. He's missed the last five games the last two years, but that's not the truth at all. Okay. Okay, so. We got a donation. We got a $10 tip. Appreciate you from Anonymous. It says, first time, long time. Can I get done season projections for Desmond Ritter? <laughs> I appreciate that, Anonymous. I, I probably can guess who Anonymous is, being that you're asking about Desmond Ritter. Desmond, Desmond Ritter, honestly, the Falcons don't know what they have in him. You know, he didn't do much last year. I believe he got hurt. Um, hopefully for the rest of the fantasy football league sake, he doesn't do much of nothing. Like, I don't expect anything from him. I don't know why Arthur Blank uh, put his trust in him, especially without him not starting a majority of the season last year. But you never know. He may surprise. He may come in and do some things. He does have Drake London. He does have Kyle Pitts, uh, Cordell Patterson. He has some weapons to work with. Now, defensively, Atlanta might be the truth. I ain't even hold you. Atlanta might have it going on, but offensively, that's where they may struggle. And that's why they're probably not going to win the NFC South. All right. MDT Sports says, this all Lamar EDC did and anything, and I still want D-Hop. I still want a super team. I mean, listen, this this is still we, – we have a long way to go before training camp. We have a long way to go before OTAs and everything else. A deal may still get done. I know that the general manager for the Arizona Cardinals spoke and said they're not trading DeAndre Hopkins. But listen, if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't want to be there, he can make it extremely hard on them. They are still cash-strapped with him, Buda Baker, and all the other people they have on the team. So they may want to look to move them just to free up the cap space and get other people. So, you know, I'm, I'm still holding hope that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a Raven. Until some other team trades for him or he says, I'm staying here, and he vehemently denies that he wants to go anywhere else, I'm keeping any and everything open. Daniel says, didn't EDC say Lamar called him on Wednesday night and said, let's get this done? He may have. I don't know. I mean, he would have been stupid not to. But props to him for getting it done. This is something that we can move on from. We don't have to talk about it much more. And we can go ahead and win this chip. I know the Cincinnati Bengals fans, they probably still feel like they are the class of the division. I know Pittsburgh and their non-losing head coach feel like they may move up, especially with Kenny Pickett being in his second year, having a little bit better command of the offense. And they did draft offensive linemen, which was one of their weak points. So I know Suge thinks they may contend for the for the AFC North, but I still think they're going to come in third or fourth place, especially if Deshaun Watson rounds into Deshaun Watson form and plays like he used to play. And Cleveland may fight for second, maybe third place. I don't know. It's going to be a tough division this year. We could possibly have three teams get into the playoffs. And like Living Legend said, smash likes like cornbread. You going to eat that cornbread? I'm not. Antonio Tell says... Undrafted free agent Keaton Mitchell, they signed, should be our third running back. Dude is explosive, and I, and this is better than Batty we drafted last year. 
I don't know. I mean, you already know how Harbaugh feels about rookies. He doesn't trust them. He doesn't let them play. Um, I mean, hopefully he can come in and make an impact. Hopefully he can start over just, I mean, he can get more playing time over Justice Hill if he is like that. But being that he is an unrestricted free agent, we don't know if he's actually going to get touches or get the opportunity to show what he can do because the lower round draft picks, the some of the unrestricted free agents for the Baltimore Ravens, they don't necessarily get that playing time or the opportunity to display what they can do. So, hey, I don't know. We just we just need to hope that just, uh, Gus Edwards and J.K. can stay healthy for a full season. Zico Kage, hottest name in YouTube, says, Hendo, what's good, Unk? And what's good, Chad? Chilling, you know just ecstatic about this news about Lamar Jackson and speaking about Lamar Jackson, listen, I got to say this. And this is, this is something that I have felt. I felt this in my heart and I felt this in my soul. And like I always tell you, I don't let too much really get to me. I don't really let too much anger me because I don't like to get angry. But when I tell you this next thing, it, 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 it had me want to say something to some people and get outside of my character. But I want to give a big shout out to Felicia Jones. And if you don't know who Felicia Jones is, it's Lamar Jackson's mother. Lamar Jackson's agent. And all of the flack and all of the she's stupid and low education and just pretty much a lot of racist things that were hurled her way and Lamar's way, saying they didn't know what they were doing. They were losing out on money. I just want to make sure she gets her flowers just like she got her hate. Make sure that your apology is just as loud as your criticism. That's the only thing that I ask because she did something that a lot of agents couldn't do. So for all of y'all that said Lamar needed an agent and he couldn't get this done and he wasn't going to get his money, look what she did. A proud black woman who y'all slept on and she got it done. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Props to Felicia Jones. All right. Zeke said he damn it was in tears when he saw the Ravens extended Lamar. Bro, I wanted to go out and run a marathon. Like I had so much energy in me, I couldn't sit still. And it was one of the happiest days of my life being a Ravens fan. Being that we didn't fumble the bag because listen, we we would have got clowned. We'd have got clowned mercilessly throughout the next few seasons if we'd have let Lamar Jackson go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, no first. I'm not. <laughs> Jeremy says she won't get her apologies when people act like Lamar is his own agent. Listen, we know she's not going to get it, but I just want her to know it's people out there to support her and, and notice what she did. Even shout out to Justin, uh, to Jalen Hurts agent. Two women. Two women have gotten the last two biggest contracts in NFL history. And I don't think that can be overstated or underlooked. Women have their place in sports and people can keep sleeping on them all they want. It's no longer a man's world. It's everybody's world. So, yeah. And Tony Tell says, I was going to cry either if he stayed or he got traded. Facts. Nah, I don't think I was going to cry if he got traded. If he got traded, I think it was going to be Hulk smash. Like, I was going, y'all can't really see it, but my whole basement is purple. And if they just traded Lamar, uh, I honestly don't know what I'd have done. I definitely would, probably would have painted this a different color. Because, yeah, you can't take the most electrifying, polarizing figure offensively. 
that you've had in the history of your franchise and say, you know what? We value you. We just don't value you that much. So, yeah. All right. So let me know how y'all feel about this draft. You know, I've been seeing uh, a lot of reports and a lot of people reporting on what they felt the Ravens draft was. Now, let's not forget last year after the draft, everybody hit us with that. Uh, the Ravens got a plus, 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 a plus, plus, a, a plus, plus for the draft. And it didn't turn out that way. You know, it's all speculation. It's all conjecture. We really don't know until they get out on the field. Um, me personally, I think they made some surprising moves, especially with that third round pick. I know a lot of people are high on him. I know a lot of people believe that, you know, uh, he's going to be Patrick Queen's replacement. I think Patrick Queen is going to stay for the season. Um, I think tomorrow is the deadline for him to get tendered for his fifth-year option. So tomorrow, 4 o'clock, I believe, I think that's going to say a lot about what we're going to do with Patrick Queen. But, yeah, y'all let me know. All right. I'm not surprised, but Justin says, I'll give it an A. Justin, I'm not surprised at all. I, I, I expected that from you. Plus, I think I saw you put that on Twitter, so you know what I mean? And, yes, time will tell when they play. Plus, you know, uh, another thing is there are a lot and there have been a lot of talented individuals to come through our organization, to come through the NFL, and it's not always players can't play. They're not talented enough. They're not smart enough. It's sometimes a scheme fit. It's sometimes coaching. It's sometimes people forget that we need to put these players in the right positions to win. And oftentimes more than not, especially with this organization, we don't give those players that opportunity. We don't give those players the opportunity. Um, we like to draft players, play them out of position, and hope that they learn on the fly. And that has not worked for us. I don't think we're going to change that, but we'll see, especially with one of the picks that we picked. We're, he's supposedly moving to another position. We'll see. I hope that it works out, but I'm just a little bit more disappointed they didn't go offensive line help in the third round. Lamar Jackson bring hip-hop culture to the Ravens. Listen, Lamar brings so much to this organization that I think people don't see just beyond his play, um, just beyond his personality, just – for me, he is a role model for young black men. Only quarterback, only player in the league, when he goes and speaks and, and does his interviews, he talk he talks to him, he talks to reporters with respect. Not everybody speaks to reporters with respect because they don't respect their, their profession. And he's just man. No, sir. You know, no one else does that. And I think that that can't be understated that. This, this man is amazing. What he means to the Baltimore community, people outside of Baltimore don't know. I've said this a thousand million times. Lamar Jackson is one of four people possibly that can walk down any Baltimore street with a million dollars worth of jewelry on his neck and nobody will touch him. Nobody. Because he is that well respected in the community. Daniel says, not a great draft. The only one I see contributing this year is Flowers. I can't say that I disagree with you. Um, I know uh, Caillou, he's going to get a little bit of run, possibly, if we don't go out and sign somebody else. Uh, Sala, 
he's supposed to be moved over to guard. He may get some play if Cleveland doesn't live up to the expectations of being a third rounder. So, I mean, it was it's, it's an okay draft. I mean, I'm more excited that they signed Lamar. They went wide receiver in the first round. I'm I'm more excited about that. I just don't know how much this draft is going to contribute. They did do it. They did get a pass rusher. That is something I'm happy about. They added another pass rusher to compete. I still think they possibly need to bring back Justin, Justice Houston, Justin Houston, JPP. Not too sure, but they need somebody to bring back because we don't know what we have in OA. I know everybody's high and believes that a Jabo is going to take that leap. But remember, he's still coming off an injury and he will not be fully healthy. Probably for another year so i don't know what to get out of them i i would like to have some proven production because you can have the best cornerbacks in the world if you can't rush the passer if you don't minimize the time a quarterback has to kind of scan over the field it's not going to make a difference we've seen throughout the playoffs we've seen throughout the year these are elite level quarterbacks and in the afc we have the most like they got the most going on and i think in the history of the nfl this has been the most talent for the quarterbacks that they've had ever. And you think that if you can't rush that passer and you're just going to let him sit back and pick you apart, you're going to win. So hopefully we get something done with that. And the Beeson says, I believe Queen stays. I mean, he may. I don't know. Before, uh, EDC said he didn't want to speak about Queen. But yesterday at the presser, he said, you know, that he valued him and he talked about him. So things may have changed because he may not have gotten a deal that he wanted or was looking for. Zeke says, I wouldn't mind if the Ravens Packers PQ in a trade for someone. It depends on who it is. I mean, he's a talented player. Um, he's gotten better every year, so hopefully he makes that leap. I know a lot of people are wanting him to stay, make that leap, so they can go and get that comp pick. So they can get that comp pick because we love comp picks, you know. You know, EDC was itching during the draft. He was like, I only got five picks. You know, I got to do something. I got to make a move. These five picks just aren't enough because – historically he has not drafted the best prospects for this team. So he's going to try to bring as many people as possible. Now for the people that say, Hey, we needed more picks in this draft. You can only play. You can only have so many people on your roster. It's a 53 man roster. If you're bringing in eight to 10 people from the draft every year, they're not going to play. They're not going to stick. So now we're just drafting people to draft them and they're not going to contribute to the team. Whereas we could have traded up and got somebody that's going to start and make an impact. That's all I'm looking for is impact players. I'm not looking for volume. I'm not looking for volume players, volume picks. I'm looking for impact players. Living legend says draft was mid, but we'll see how they pan out like flapjacks. <laughs> oh, what's going on? My man Mikey in the house. We got open Mike with Hotel Mike. Make sure you check him out. Check out the channel where the mic is open for any and everybody. If you want to see a different side of us, myself, Lunch Break Hot Take, Mr. Galloway, Suge, Ferris, and everybody else, if you want to see a different side, go to his channel. Check it out. Coach Evans, we go on there and we talk things more than sports. We talk life. We talk about serious topics. So if you want to see something and you want to see us in a different light, make sure you hit my man up and check it out. Oh, snap. Garnett West, what's up, G? How you feeling today, brother? He says we get a B minus for the draft. Okay, B minus. All right, well, let me know. What was your favorite pick outside of Flowers, if that was your favorite pick? Let me know how y'all feel about who you feel like can actually come to this team and contribute and help us win this chip this year. Because I honestly believe if Todd Monken brings in the system 
that Coach Evans speaks of. He speaks very highly of this gentleman. If he is able to do things his way and not the Ravens' way, we may be looking for it. So it says we can't figure out what we're doing with our line. We need to decide if we want to be a zone team or power gap team. We keep flip-flopping back and forth. Pick one and stop wasting picks. I heard no lies there, bro. I heard no lies there. Antonio Taylor says, if we can trade PQ for D-Hop, I'd do it. But I believe he stays one more year with Roquan and probably rotate him in and out with Mitchell we drafted. Dude has motor sideline to sideline. Hmm. Who's Mitchell? Did we draft a Mitchell? Or is he a free? Oh, you're talking about the un unrestricted, undrafted free agent. I mean, listen, that's if he makes the team. He's not guaranteed to make the team especially with the talent that we are trying to acquire now when I guess as an organization we believe we are run, we are running around with a bunch of mids and the more talent we acquire less opportunities we're going to have for these undrafted free agency sixth seventh fifth round picks Jeremy says I like the Andrew Voorhees pick he kept that offense going for Caleb Williams listen I had projected Andrew Voorhees in like the, the third round to come to us but I didn't know at the time he tore his Achilles. So to me, that was a smart move, trading back up in the seventh round to get him, let him rehab for a year, get stronger, you know, learn the intricacies of the game, and then come back and compete. So this was a pick that I actually like. And I think for me, this is what bumped this draft up a little bit more because EDC actually made a smart move, in my opinion. MDT says, I give them a C- minus because offensive line will still need help. On, I'm just saying. No, I mean, a lot of people are saying that. A lot of people are saying the offensive line should have been addressed a little bit more. And, yes, CB2. Now, listen, I would not I would not have been mad if they'd have got a cornerback in the second round. Even if they went corner second round, I'd have still been like, okay, that means they don't intend to bring back uh, Marcus Peters. They're not going to go after Rocky Sin. Um, I'd have been okay with it, you know. Once again, year after year, we draft wide receiver after – I mean, cornerback after cornerback. And how many cornerbacks are you going to draft before you say, you know what, let me go out and get a proven commodity? Ooh, once an artist says, sign D-Hop trade Bateman. Whew. I mean, listen, why can't we have – why can't we have an extra deep wide receiver for Why can't we keep them all and just rotate them out? Now, guaranteed, nobody's going to go over – 1500 yards possibly but you have somebody as a contingency plan just in case just in case somebody goes goes down injured you know d hop has been injured the past few years odell's been injured bateman's been injured since he's into the league so this just gives you a safety net at wide receiver in case somebody else goes down you said your favorite pick was trenton simpson i wanted to trade back but i understood the run on receivers okay I mean, we had we had to get a receiver, bro. I think since and if we do not get D Hop, then you know, what I mean, we we had to go first round and get that receiver. Oh, Simpson. I listen. I honestly don't know how I feel about him. You know, he. I don't know when when once they made that pick in the draft, I was just like, you know what, I'm a little bit checked out. That that checked me out a little bit. You know, what I mean, I just. I just like here we go. Once, when you see your team starting to make that 
progression into morphing into something else, and then you see them reverting back to old habits, then it's just like, are we changing? Are we not? Was everything that we've done before just for optics? Or are we actually trying to move into being a championship caliber team? Hmm. I do not know. Do not know. But look, before we go any further, I want to jump in here and give a shout out to my sponsor, B Squared. So make sure if any of you have small businesses or anything that you want sponsored, highlight it on the channel. Myself, LBHT, Open Mike, Coach Evans, hit us up. Like, we'll do it. So without further ado, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Listen, if you're down with the crew, you already know about my man, Brandon Bazel. Ghost, as he's affectionately called throughout the Discord. Now, my man has come out with his own virtual store. So make sure you drop by here. The link is going to be up here and it's also going to be in the description. Holiday time's coming up with the weather being as unpredictable as it's been lately. If you need something to keep your drinks cold, you got it. If you need something else to keep your drinks warm, you got that too. So make sure you drop by his store, check out his merchandise and buy something. Support the channel, support the homie, just so you know. The store is under construction, so coming really soon in the near future, we're going to have more merchandise, more selection, whatever you guys want. Listen, let us know what kind of designs tickle your fancy, because B-Squared is out to satisfy the customer. <laughs> That's right. Check out my man B-Squared. Check out his store. Get yourself a little bit of merch. All right. It says, D-Hop is out the question, in my opinion. We got so many other mouths to feed now. I agree, and I think we still have a lot of other holes to fill, but if it's an option, if it is an option, why not explore it? You know, it won't hurt anything to test the waters and see if we can get it. Um, I don't know. I think them drafting that first round, first round wide receiver, I think that might have tempered the drive to actually go out and get somebody else, but you never know. If Lamar says, hey, I need you to still make a run at him, maybe this is something that they're actually going to do. Hmm, I don't know. He says, when they made that pick, I was thinking might be gone. Yeah, I, that that was the consensus. The consensus was when that pick came up in uh, Patrick Queen, he came out with that tweet. What did he say? Sheesh. Now, we don't really know if that was actually for what the Ravens had done or for, for something else. Because, you know, things get a little cryptic when you start dealing with Twitter. Um this may be just a pick for next year because they're not going to give him his fifth year option. You know, I know, I know a lot of people think the queen is gone. I don't know. I mean, I know people think I don't like him, but if he takes that leap and actually makes his team a little bit better, go for it. I mean, keep him, use him, utilize him. Um, next to Roquan, Roquan has made him a better player. And yes, we spent a hundred million on a middle linebacker. Um, we got some receivers, but we, we still need help defensively. Uh, we, we need somebody. And maybe Simpson can help because they do say he was a former cornerback. Uh, he can help cover tight ends. Uh, our $100 million linebacker. I know he had a little bit of trouble with uh, a few of the running backs out of the backfield. I don't know. Maybe Simpson can kind of alleviate that pressure on him. Whatever makes us better. You know what I mean? That's all that I'm thinking about. I just need anything that makes us better as a team all right so let's jump into these draft picks let me know what y'all think so 
first round, we took Zay Flowers from Boston College. Um, for me, I think he is an explosive running back. I'm an explosive wide receiver who can play the slot. Uh, he is what we thought Hollywood Brown was going to be. I think he has that. I think he's a little more twitchy. Um, I know the knock on Hollywood was every time he caught the ball or a gust of wind went by, he just fell down to the ground, which I can't, I can't lie. There were times where somebody got a fingernail on him and he just fell. And I'm just like, ah, it's not a good look, bro. So uh, I know Zay, he uh, bulked up a little this off season. Hopefully, hopefully he can control that middle of the field for us get those outside receivers open and we can get that downfield passing game going because if we still stay with this little middle to the hashes type stuff, they just going to stack the box and that's not going to be good. Cause I do believe honestly, they are going to make a concerted effort to run Lamar a little bit less. And without Lamar running for 1200 yards a year, if we don't open up that passing game, I don't know how effective we're going to be in scoring points. What's going on, Reg? How you feeling, bro? Second round, we took Robinson. Oh, no. We need to take Robinson. Right? This is all messed up. We took Simpson in the second round. Tristan Simpson, he's supposed to be an athletic linebacker who was formerly a linebacker, cornerback. Um, I heard he plays fast. You know, he's good at the point of attack, but the one thing that I've heard and the thing that gave me pause about this whole pick was the fact that just like Pat, just like Pat Queen, he misses a lot of tackles. And I've read many publications that stated he is not the surest of tacklers. So that's why I wasn't as high on this pick as most everybody else was. So, you know, let me know what y'all thinking about that pick. Cause I wasn't too happy with it to be quite honest with you. Next up, we have Tavius Robinson. You know, he's a little older prospect. You know, he they say he wasn't too productive in college. He needs work on his uh, run stopping. But they say he does have a great bull rush. He may not have the pass rush moves that he effectively needs right now to be effective. But once again, if you do get that coaching, that can help tremendously. Um, I just wasn't happy with going linebacker, linebacker so to speak. It just depends on how to use him if he even sees the field, because we don't know. Owe might take that leap. Patrick Queen took that leap. Owe might take that leap. Odafe may take that leap. We may not even need him this year, honestly, and that may have been something that we have we could have gotten in the future. Next up, cornerback, Caillou Blue Kelly. Caillou. Hmm. So they comped him to uh, Trayvon Mullen. Hmm, why does that sound familiar? I wonder. Um, they say he can play inside, that he can play outside, so that's a positive because he can be moved all around the field. They say he plays well in man, although he does struggle in press coverage. He's not overly physical or that strong, so, you know, maybe once he gets into the off-season program, gets the weight up, gets his technique down, he can actually be our number two corner because that is one of our deficiencies as we've spent – Countless, countless picks on cornerbacks. Countless picks. So next up was Salah. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that man, young man's name because I do not want to mess it up. 
but he is an offensive tackle out of Oregon who is projected to move over to guard. Um, I like this pick. I think this pick was pretty decent, even though I would have rather got one in the third round and actually got someone that has played guard. Because like I stated earlier, I'm tired of the Ravens going out here getting picks and players that played one position and you want to transition them to something else that they've never done. So hopefully he can make that transition. They say it's a lot easier for players to come in and play guard. Hopefully he can learn because, like I said, we don't know what we're going to get out of Ben Cleveland. And last up, Ravens traded back into the second round and got Andrew Voorhees. Oh, I'm so scared. Um, He was a guard, like I said, that I actually did some scouting on. I don't do a lot of college tape watching but i did like this young man i thought he was pretty powerful you know um he could have been a second third round pick he has good power he may have a little problem with bull rushes because his arms are a little bit shorter but i do think that he can develop into an effective guard so if he can overcome his injuries i think that in two years or so he can make a positive impact on his team so overall for the ravens draft i'm gonna give him a I give him a C plus. You know, like I said, I wasn't old impressed, impressed, but I did like the Zay Flowers pick. I do think that once and for all, we need to find some way to evaluate the talent at wide receiver. We have gone far too many years without actually getting that stud wide receiver. We have yet to pick or draft a wide receiver that made it to the Pro Bowl. And hopefully Zay Flowers can be that guy because, listen, with – horrible horrible quarterback play at boston college he went over a thousand yards and had 12 touchdowns i'm impressed but the rest of this draft uh, uh, living legend said laalu okay i'm not gonna butcher that young man's name so just like the gm and the coaches they called him sala you know what i mean J-E-J-V said he didn't like the picks. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Listen, right now we're in a speculation phase of what these draft picks are going to do. We'll see come the season um, what's going to happen. Like I said, I, I just don't like picking picks just to pick them. I want guys that are actually going to come in and contribute. Jalen Armand Davis, Pepe Williams, they played up into the second game and showed that they weren't it. And pretty much we shut them down for the season because they couldn't play. Then we had to throw in Brandon Stevens, another third-round pick, and he's just not it either. So I hope that these guys can come in and do something. My man, Clot Clot's in the building. What's going on, Clot? How you feeling this evening? All right, so next question is, do y'all think we done making moves? Do y'all think that we're actually going to go out there, sign another cornerback, maybe get an experienced edge rusher, a guard, Maybe even a tackle. I think we need a tackle because Morgan Moses, as we all say, he's a op. Like, he's not as good as his numbers or PFF suggested that he was. I think that we could get stronger at right tackle. We need to find a replacement for Kevin Zeitler because this is his last year under contract. So we don't honestly know what's going to happen with him. And has his play slipped a little bit? I know he was technically a Pro Bowl alternate, alternate, but is he going to keep up that level? I just think that we need to keep a steady rotation of offensive linemen. I know we have Pat McCarry as the Swiss Army knife, but I just believe that we need a little bit more. 
<laughs> That's right, Glockot. Three words, Oreos. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, Mr. J, what's going on? He says, y'all shouldn't be done. We shouldn't be done. And listen, Mr. J is a Panthers fan. He's a Panthers fan. And in the Discord, all he's been saying all offseason is you need to get assets to protect them all. You're getting words from people outside of the organization looking in. So a lot of times I like to talk to people that aren't fans of the Ravens because you get it sometimes, unless you're talking to Suge, you get an unbiased opinion of how the team is operating. And I just think that, listen, you work from the trenches. You go from inside out. And if you're strong up front, you can do a lot of things. Who did I want? I mean, I didn't have any particular picks except for, listen, Jackson Smith and Jigba. That was the only person that I was really wanting. Um, I wanted him. I wanted them to get a third-round guard. And I wanted them to get a number two cornerback, you know, whoever the best player was. Um, wh whomever they could go out and find that was going to help. I didn't have, like I said, I didn't study the draft this year because I thought Lamar Jackson was actually not going to be a Raven. Like I just once I think I felt like Lamar, there was a strong possibility he was gone. I lost all interest in what the Ravens were going to do because I thought it was just going to be same old, same old. I just thought history was going to repeat itself, and we were going to go in, trade back, trade back, get at least twelve picks, and just pick a whole bunch of nothing. But yeah, that Jackson Smith and Jigba one that that hurt me to my core. Two picks away, two picks away, and I said I said Pete Carroll is going to be the one that's going to crush my dreams yeah I don't know. raven 76 b more says i'm late salute man you're never late long as you show up you're never late listen uh, i'm not saying i didn't like him it's just I, once again from what they say his scouting reports we we drafted another pet queen and i know Brodney's going to say, I don't like Pat Queen. I don't like the pick per se, because at specifically at the time, in my opinion, we were Super Bowl contenders. And I wanted picks that were going to help us get over the hump of losing in the playoffs. Now, if he is a Pat Queen clone, it's going to take him a couple seasons to get acclimated to the NFL, get acclimated to the position. He's another guy that they say misses a lot of tackles. And for years, if you've been a Ravens fan for years, one problem that we've had is players not wrapping up, players not tackling. Queen likes to go for that big hit. He doesn't like to wrap up. So I don't need another linebacker to come in and replicate the same thing that you're doing when you could have gone elsewhere. But, hey, he may morph into something else. He may morph into a better version of Queen. I'm hoping he's a Raven now. So I want them all to succeed. You know what I mean? I want them all to succeed. So we'll go from there. Class says Keith Mitchell highlights at ECU a beast. Listen, I'll take it. I'll take anybody that helps this team. Oh, you wanted Mingo. You wanted uh, A.J. Brown Jr. I mean, listen. Yeah, but, you know, we, we couldn't go receiver back-to-back. -back. You know what I mean? We, we couldn't go receiver back-to-back. -back. Even I would have thought that that was a little bit of overkill because we still had so many holes to fill. But. I mean, if we'd have did something else in the first round and got him in the second, you know, we'll see. Oh yeah, he he. Oh, listen, and that's my problem. Stop, stop using your athleticism. Study the tape, 
use your technique and, and stay with your assignment. Now, it may be an issue of Pat Queen might be trying to do somebody else's job. You know what I'm saying? So just do your job. Bill Belichick's, Bill Belichick's at the best. Do your job. And once you do your job, you're in the right position. We good. I know Coach Evans is hoping that Pat Queen stays because that's his man. But, I mean, listen, if he helps us win a Super Bowl, I'm all for it. Now, you say Trenton is better than Harrison? I'm not going to fight you on that one. Harrison hasn't done anything. I liked Harrison coming out of Ohio State. I thought he was going to be a lot better than he was. I thought that there was no need to get Pat Queen. And I was high on that pick, but he's shown glimpses. He's he's his his claim to fame is just that one arm tackle of Derrick Henry. That playoff game, he was a beast. And other than that, he hasn't done much. So hopefully Simpson can come in, make me eat crow, and have a impact on his team. But once again, we don't need him and we and Queen, in my opinion. We don't need them both. You know what I mean? So because in my mind, you know, they're gonna play uh Hamilton. At a, at a hybrid lineback position. So I don't think we need both of them. But you never know. Like I said, we need depth in case somebody gets hurt. And yeah, Queen wraps up like Jaro. <laughs> oh, man. T. Will says, Zay is going to be a day one. Mingo got at least two years. Yeah, I believe so. But I'm just saying, if we didn't get Zay, because it could have been close. Listen, it could have been just a, a replica of last year when the wide receiver, first wide receiver went, there was a run on him. If that would have happened a little bit early in this draft, it would have been the same exact thing. Because as you saw, soon as Seattle picked that wide receiver, back, 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 wide receivers just flew off the board. So, you know, I'd have took him. I'm going to take Gone at his word. He said uh, Simpson is basically Shaq Leonard, but bigger and faster. I hope so. I hope so. I hope they all do. Listen. All I want is the, Ra the Ravens to win, get that chip, shut down the rest of that noise, and then we can start another 10-year run about how John Harbaugh won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Mr. J, don't believe that. You think Mingo's uh, ready to go right now? Think he's a day one? And Enzo says, does Dante Demas Jr. make the team? Hope so. We need a receiver. He'll make the practice squad. You know, I don't. I mean, if you look at the depth of their wide receiver room right now, where does he fit in? I know uh, Prochet's probably gone. I just don't know where he would get on this roster. Duvernay's definitely there because he's our returner. Hmm. He'll make the practice squad for sure. Um, unless he pops in camp, unless he has one of them Tim White days and, and shows them something that he can consistently – constantly get open i think he's a practice squad candidate because you like i said they aren't high on lower round rookies and undrafted free agents they just don't get the chance to show what they're made of what's going on evil lamar he says simpson gonna be a special teams player <laughs> facts we know this and and see that's another thing that a lot of us don't take into account with a lot of these picks when they draft certain players Harbaugh, in his mind, already has him slated down for special teams duty, and that takes away. That's what happened with O.A. in his rookie year. You wanted him to be this ultra-athletic outside linebacker, D.N., 
but you had him playing gunner on special teams. And that's how he got hurt, just over usage. So he wasn't able to pretty much hone his craft because he had to go to special teams meeting. He had to go to this meeting, that meeting, and do a whole bunch of things. So, you know, John Harbaugh has ruined a lot of careers. Clyde Clyde said, is OBJ playing preseason? I think he has to. I think I think I think he and Lamar and the rest of that receiving group as a whole, they have to play a few series. Like they have to get it down against live action. You know, practice is one thing, going against your team each and every day. You pretty much know their plays, so you know how to attack it. You have to go out there and build that continuity by playing against these other teams. I don't think they're gonna stay out there long because we saw what happened against Washington uh, a few years ago with your boy JK. So I think they do get a little bit of burn. I just don't think it's going to be a full two quarters, a full game or anything like that. I just think they're going to play a little bit. OBJ might play four series, but they have to get together. He has OBJ has to break that rust off because he hasn't played in two years. So he has to get his timing back, make sure his cuts are right, make sure his knee is going to stand up to the rigorous play of the NFL. Okay, you get some snaps in the nickel. I mean, listen, as long as they deploy him right, I don't really care. And Mr. J, we're not going to take that queen slander today. It's it's a good, it's been a good week. We've had a good week so far. So this is the week for me. We do no slander. The only good things about Mr. Patrick Queen this week he's Patrick Queen. He's not Dairy Queen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they'll probably give him every chance because listen, if Simpson does what they think he can do. They're going to trade Patrick Queen by midseason, by the trade deadline, I think. I think if he shows enough that he can hold his own and he gives that level of play, then they'll use that as a bargaining chip to trade Pat Queen. But the problem is going to be what the teams think Patrick Queen is worth versus what the Ravens believe Patrick Queen is worth as far as trade value goes. That's where I think we're going to run into a sticky situation. You know, I heard before a lot of people said Pat was worth a second-round pick. It's no way in the world Pat Queen is worth a second-round pick. He may get you a third and a fourth, third and a fifth, possibly. He's not getting you a second-round pick. So that may be a sticking point when it comes to getting rid of him, if they want to get rid of him. What's going on, Shelton? He says, so I think you need to be on staff because you definitely know how to choose players right. Uh, listen, I, I would never claim to be a GM. I uh, never played one on TV. I just, sometimes I just look at, I look at skill sets. Um, I like to take this back to the NBA and how in the NBA, you have players that were decent players in college, but they got into the right situations in the NBA and the right teams and became superstars. And one that sticks out to me more than anybody else is Charles Sprewell. You know, he was, he was good. He was all right at Alabama. But when he got into the pros, he got into the right system and became a star. So I think that's the same thing with this organization. If we get players that can play. Now, when Ozzy, when uh, EDC was talking to Sala, he was like, yeah, you know, Ozzy said it. You know, we like big guys. And they've said it year in and year out. We look for height, weight, and speed. And the only problem that I have with that is, they never say, can he play? And that's been a problem with a lot of our draft picks is they may have the height. They may weigh a certain amount. They may have the speed to keep up. 
with a lot of players in the NFL, but they never ask, are they football players? Can they play? Do they love the sport? And that's what I like to see. I like to see players that actually love the game of football because the guys that actually love the game of football, those are the ones that's going to study that extra film. Those are going to be the ones that stay at the practice to get that extra work in. You know what I mean? If you're high weight and speed, and speed, and if you use your natural ability, you never get better. And if the coaches don't push you to that point, then we get these 40-something draft picks that we've had over the past five years that ain't doing nothing, for most of them anyway. Game says, we're the only team that would trade for a middle linebacker. <laughs> we were the only ones that were interested in Roquan, and he's a much better player. I mean, we weren't the only ones, but I think that we were the only ones to give up a second round and a fifth round pick because being that everybody knew that they wanted to, Chicago wanted to trade Roquan, that made things a little bit more difficult. When teams know that you want to let go of a player, you know, they're going to try to lowball you. And the Ravens, you know, we, we value defense above anything else. So we'll give up anything when it comes to defense. Now, I don't know what happened with that DeAndre Hopkins deal, why it didn't go down. I don't think they possibly offered enough, but if they really wanted to get D-Hop like they wanted to get Roquan, it would have happened. Eva Lamar, Lamar says, I think Roquan, I think Queen of Roquan are a good duo. Ravens messed up showing their hand this early. They could have drafted a linebacker next year. I mean, that's how I felt. Like, that's how I felt. But, you know, the Ravens love getting players at non-distinct positions that aren't really a need, so to speak, in the NFL nowadays, I think we need pass rusher more than anything. I think we need to put pressure on the court. Listen, the Eagles had 70 sacks last year, 70. They led the league. And I think that 70 sacks was the most in the NFL in like a 10-year period. And what did they do? They went and upgraded that defensive line even more to get more pressure on the quarterback. Now, they did go out and get them a linebacker that can play. Nolan Smith, they got him a linebacker that can play. They know can play. He's not a project. He's not projected. He's somebody that can play. And I just think those are the things that we miss out on. We go off of projections. You know what I mean? I want players that can play. All right. Let's see. What do we just have here? Give me one second. All right. Okay. Listen. Appreciate y'all for dropping by. I'm almost at 1,700 subscribers. 1,700, I think I'm like two off. So if you haven't subscribed, if you're new to the channel, you like what I'm doing, please subscribe. I appreciate it. Let me hit that 1,700 tonight before we leave this stream. I appreciate you all. Now, once again, if you do appreciate what I'm doing and you're like, ah, this dude's kind of all right, you know what I'm saying? Listen, myself, Lunch Break Hot Take, Open Mic with OTR Mike, um, Coach Evans sipped the tally films. Chris just joked from Deep Pod. We are having a meet and greet on August the 4th in Columbia, Maryland. Tickets are on sale right now on Everbright. Make sure you go over there and get your tickets. We have food, fun, non-alcoholic drinks will be included in the ticket price. We have giveaways. We have swag bags. So make sure if you like what we're doing, come out, hang out with us for a little bit, have a good time. You know, we really would appreciate if we saw you all there. All right, 59 minutes. All right, let's, let's get ready to wrap this up so I can get something to eat, take out this trash. So last but not least, 
And I know Brody's been waiting for this one all day because I've been waiting for this all day. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Listen, if you can see, you see behind me, 50 points. 50 points. The most points ever in a game seven. What can you say about the man? Clay Thompson didn't show up. Jordan Poole, I think the mafia got him on the take. Draymond's being Draymond. Andrew Wiggins still think he's playing for Minnesota. And they went up against uh, those scrappy Sacramento Kings. You know what I mean? It was it was close early on. Listen, De'Aaron Fox, he's a dog. He's a dog. I got much respect for him. I didn't know much about him before this series. But I definitely have respect for that young man right now. But one thing I will say is he is not the MF and chef. He is not Stephen Curry. So the Golden State Warriors win seven games, and they move on to the next round to play the hated Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, uh, Mr. I am him, who after that first game, and once he made that statement, I ain't seen him do nothing since then. So I guess he was only him for that one game. He took a super juice, got his one good game in, and disappeared for the rest of the series. That's right. Steph is the chef. Indeed, indeed. So we're down to the final four in each conference for the playoffs. My man Enzo said my Knicks and six over the heat. Knicks and six. Didn't they lose today? Didn't they lose? Yeah, I think they did. Listen, first, if you're still in here, which you're probably not, your Knicks are going down in five. That is my project, prediction. Jimmy Butler's on a whole other level this year. Uh, love, he came in. Listen, it's over for y'all. Right, it's team defense. And a lot of teams don't realize that. You need to play defense in, in the postseason. Just like in the NFL, once you get to the postseason, it's a whole different game. You can no longer run up and down the field, score a whole bunch of points. Defense is at a premium, and if you can't play it, you're bound to go home. Warriors in six against the Lakers? I don't know. Listen, I ain't going to hold you. Anthony Davis is a problem when he wants to play. Anthony Davis is going to be the problem. Um, Kevon Looney, he had, he had a little bit of a time with – Sabonis, but Anthony Davis is a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit faster, and he has a jump shot. Problem with Sabonis is he can't shoot outside, so they didn't have to guard him outside the paint. And with Anthony Davis, I, I, I don't know, bro. I might eh, that one might go seven. It's even gonna go five or gonna go seven, but the Warriors most definitely are gonna take that. Mr. J says he got playoff vet toughness all over the roster. Knicks have no chance. Facts. They might get swept. They might get swept because they are the New York Knicks. Who? What drama? What drama are we creating, bro? Like, it, listen. When is the last time the Knicks have done anything in the playoffs and your best player he ain't playing? He isn't he still injured? Isn't your man still injured? I know y'all got Brunson and he doing all he can, but I mean, it is what it is. And yes, AD is super soft. Super soft. I'm surprised he lasted this long. As many times as he fell to the floor. But uh, Clot, you said he can't stop 20 rebounds. Listen, listen, <laughs> I respect everything that Looney did. I get that man props, but he ain't getting 20 rebounds versus Anthony Davis. I'm, I'm a realist. Like, I, I love the Warriors, I love the effort that he brings and what he puts out. But 
what he had three. He had three twenty rebound games in the series. He ain't doing that against AD, and I don't even like AD. AD just got too much size and strength for him. You know what I mean? If Mr. J, he's a he's a Lakers fan. So he'll tell you. Yeah, Sabonis was not boxing out Looney. Um, I don't know. I just think that Steph and if Clay shows up, it's it's over. It's over. If Clay show up, if Jordan Poole, maybe somebody punch him in his gut real quick and wake him up. If those three can get going, him, Steph, Poole, if they can get going, they're unstoppable. I know LeBron is LeBron in year 20. He's one of the greatest of all time. But if you haven't been watching, LeBron's slowing down. Like all of this stuff, all the high flying and the running back and forth is getting to him. And he doesn't play defense. You know what I mean? LeBron don't play defense. So that's that. I mean, I don't want no smoke, Enzo. You know what I mean? We can we can we can put something on it. Like if you feel. We can put something on it. I'm a true believer. I listen, I've been watching the Knicks since 85, I think. Maybe 83. I've been watching the Knicks for a very long time. Ultimate chokers. Even when they've had teams that you like, yeah, they can make a little run. Now, they gave my Chicago Bulls a hard time, but they couldn't win. Charles Smith, he had to hit a layup. He couldn't hit, he got a shot blocked three times. Man, couldn't hit a layup. Patrick Ewan, instead of dunking the ball, he go for a finger roll, rolls out the rim. Like, y'all are the biggest chokers in history. Miami Heat, you know what I mean? Kevin Love, uh, what's the little fat dude name? Kyle Lowry. They got Fat Lowry, you know, the big man. What's his name? I can't remember his name because he has not been playing well recently. But, yeah, they got people. They got people on there. Yeah, Roddy, 1983. That was a really bad year for me. 1983, I watched the Mayflower drive out of Baltimore with the Baltimore Colts. That was a real bad year for me. I mean, I could have been watching the Knicks in the 70s, but I don't think I was in the basketball like that back then. So, yeah, yes. I mean, if you're alluding to I'm old, I'm a little bit older. You know what I mean? I'm, I've, I've seen the 70s. I've seen the 80s, the 90s. I've seen them all. You know what I mean? So. Now, Justin, you may be correct in that assessment. I Yeah. You may be right. The Cowboys might be bigger, bigger chokers, but you got to realize – Cowboys have three championships. Three championships in the 90s. When is the last time the Knicks won a championship? 72? 74? Something like that. So, you know, I'll take I'll take three championships in the 90s over none in many, many decades. In 40 decades, in four decades. I'll take that. But they do choke. Like, listen. Dak Prescott is not that man. Dak Prescott is not the quarterback that they made him out to be. He got his bag, but when it comes to playoff times, that's it. Okay, 74. 74. The last time the Knicks won a championship, I wasn't even born yet. And you expect them to make this miraculous change right now? You actually think that they're going to go in there and do something? Like they had a time with Cleveland. And Cleveland's best player played like garbage. Straight garbage. You know, Mitchell, Spider Mitchell, he just wasn't it. Y'all struggled with them a little bit. Y'all ain't got nothing for them heat. The heat took down the number one seed 
in the Eastern Conference. Just hope y'all don't get swept because I'm going to remember that you said this. And in all future streams, after every loss, I may have to make a special little video for you and just highlight every loss. Oh, yeah, the C word is spoken about home. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit, listen, it's a little bit different when you live through it. It's a little bit different when you had football and every Sunday you got to watch it. And then one day you have nothing. And then every time you turn on the TV on Sundays, all you get to see are the Redskins. Like, I think that was the most depressing sports time of my life. Just years and years and years of just having to watch the Redskins over and over and over again. And I still refuse to become a fan. I, it's D.C. I just can't do it. Yes, I am, I am old, Clock Clock. I'm an old man. I'm an old man that loves my Ravens, that loves my Warriors, that loves my Florida State Seminoles and my blue, my Duke Blue Devils. So, you know what I mean? You ain't got no problem with that? Listen, because, listen, I know it's New York. You know what I'm saying? I know it's one of the sports meccas of the world. But outside of the Yankees, what y'all got? Nada. Nunk. Nothing. Zero. So, yeah, that's that. All right, listen. I appreciate y'all for rocking out with your boy. Been in here for over an hour. Still 37 people in here. Like I said before, if you have not subscribed or liked, make sure that you do on your way out. I really, really do appreciate y'all for hanging with your boy. And let's continue this. Let's make this an every Sunday thing. Now, I just need to know, what's better for y'all? Do y'all prefer 8 o'clock? Or do you prefer nine o'clock? What's the better time frame for y'all? Because I'm here for you. I'm here to bring this content to y'all, give you a little bit of entertainment, especially with not too much going on in the sports world right now. Because nobody watches baseball. It's just not a thing. I didn't even know it was still a real sport. So, in the comment section, let me know what time y'all feel is best for y'all. And as always, think for yourself. Never give it to conformity. Formulate your own opinions and be somebody important. Be yourself. And I'm out till next time, y'all. Appreciate and love y'all. Peace. Mm -hmm.